listening to Reverb Radio. Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. To another friendly edition of Wrestling Reverb. Woo, 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 woo. Me and Kevin just talked for like 20 minutes because 2020 is, uh, what would, what would be 2020 in a word, Kevin? Um, yikes. Yeah, it's yikes. There's a lot going on. We're talking, we're talking about Marty Jannetty. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about everything else going on in the world. Um, we talked about, hey, something good. I'm playing a lot of Fall Guys, and I can't stop playing it. Kevin can't get it because he's a stinky Xbox user. So, um, oh, I thought we were being friendly. You <laughs> said friendly. Uh, well, that that soon went out the door. He's a stinky Xbox player, guys. Poo, yuck, gross. No, I'm playing a lot I'm, of Fall Guys. I, can't stop. I barely you know? even play the damn thing anyway. I'm not a big video game guy. But, yeah, I'm seeing clips of this Fall Guys on, on the Twitter, and you, you sent me an article I'm going to have to peruse. It looks like very, it's colorful mm-hmm. and it looks kind of like random. Yeah. And it does look like fun. I will not yeah. lie. I think nice it looks fun. Nice party home. game. You can, you can ha- play with the boys, you know, play with the boys and then uh, just kind of have a good time. And it's very mindless. I can just chuck on some music and just kind of waste seven and a half hours like I did yesterday <laughs> up till three in the morning, just like looking at the time and I'm like, Oh shit, it's very early in the morning. I should probably uh, hit the hay, get some sleep. So I played for another three hours or something like that. Who really knows? I just played a lot of it and I cannot stop playing it. I was playing it while watching NXT. We're, of course, recording just after NXT slash AEW. Um, I was playing it while watching that. Um, I know you were at work, Kev, but let's talk about Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. What was it? Two weeks ago, we seen this kind of worked shoot thing happen on what was it? Pat McAfee's podcast or his radio? Yeah, the Pat McAfee show. Like yeah, a YouTube podcast. show or something. I, I don't know what it is, but it's Pat McAfee's show where he talks about what football and wrestling. I guess. I mean, he talks about a lot of things, a lot of sports related things, but that, I think that's like the the big thing is you know he's a, he's a former football player. He's obviously dabbled in wrestling. He was on the NXT Takeover pre shows for a while, so that's like the crux of it. And yeah, he had Adam Cole on the show what, two weeks ago now, and things got testy, and they yeah. you know they exchanged some words. Whether it's I, I well, obviously it's a big work, but I'm not fussed about that. It was done 
really well, to be honest. If you ever everyone has probably seen the clip by now, but there was some, yeah. there was some there was some swearing going on, some cussing, uh, mainly on Adam Cole's part. He said some I don't know exactly what he said, but there was a there was some swearing and stuff going on. Just a, just a big fuck you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, base basically basically. Um, but I liked it. I don't mind a worked shoot, whatever you want to call it. Did you enjoy it, or did you I, think I it was cheesy? It was- no no i thought it was really great i thought it was i mean i've known pat uh through you know football through some of his other work before he even made it on the nxt tv before he even made it on the wrestling radar and he is like he's he's a talented dude he's very he's he seems like he's made for pro he seems like a character he's a gimmick I think he'd be and a great heel, to be honest. Oh yeah, he's made for this pro wrestling business. I think I know. I know. Obviously, he was an all pro punter in football, but I think he found his true calling here. And yeah, here, here's here's how I'll, I'll, I'll measure the success of that whole thing. I had people that know Pat McAfee as a football player that don't follow or watch wrestling or know anything really about it. And I have people that I know are talking like, oh, my God, did you see Pat McAfee and that wrestler guy? And you know, they're watching the clip and they're like, holy shit, this is crazy. So they were worked. So that means it worked. <laughs> you know, yeah, it worked. it's all about hooking the casual audience, especially to NXT, which is yeah. if anything's lacking from NXT, it's probably that casual audience. Wrestling fans yeah. are watching NXT, no doubt. But wrestling fans also don't really like in a general sense, don't really like the kind of this kind of angle. I like it personally. I thought it was very well done. They had stuff on NXT. I know you didn't get to watch NXT because you're at work, Kev. But... I saw the clips. I saw the clips in the main event though, because again, people are people are texting me like, "Yo, what happened? Like, what's going on?" And so I saw the clip of him. Him, he punted Adam he Cole. Punted Adam Cole, yeah. <laughs> and Adam Cole sold out like a million bucks. Want to point that out? He is literally one of the best on the planet. But yeah, McAfee, it, it, it'll be interesting. I didn't think they would go this route. I didn't think McAfee would be the aggressor necessarily. And, and kind of like the heelish type. He looks, he, that that was a heel move right that there. That was right? a heel move. Which so, is probably the smart thing to do though in an NXT crowd. Because you're not going to cheer Pat McAfee over Adam Cole. So that's why, true, try? Right? why try? And I definitely think there are a lot of people that don't like Pat McAfee. Because, you know, he is such like, a, like an over He's the top dude. I get that. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably is the best way to play it. And I think you're going to have a lot of people tuning in. I think this is like really smart. If you're, if you're trying to get some new eyes on and some the viewer numbers up, I think this is smart because Pat McAfee has one of the like most rabid, strongest fan bases for someone who just has a pot. Like right now is just a podcaster. Like he doesn't, he's not employed by the NFL anymore. He worked for Barstool sports, Barstool sports for a while. Now he's just his own man, but he does ridiculous numbers on that show. He has people following his every word, every tweet, every bet, every, whatever he does, people are hanging on him. And I think they're going to follow him through this journey to see what happens. Even if he ends up getting his ass kicked, I think people are going to watch it. Yeah, um, and you'd be absolutely stupid out of your mind if you're putting this on TakeOver. Put this on NXT TV. I, I, I think if they're going to have like a some kind of a, a, a match of fight of some kind, which I think is where it's going, I don't think you should put it on TakeOver. It'd be silly, wouldn't it? In this, in this era of NXT, AEW being on at the same time. I know AEW is going to be... Dynamite's going to be on at the same time as TakeOver from my understanding because of 
NBA. So, yeah, they, yeah, um, they, booted, they booted Dynamite on a Saturday. Yeah, I agree because, and I agree because I think that you know they're not gonna have a like wrestling match. Per- I mean, they will. Yeah, it'll it'll be, be like a fight. It would be. We, we've come to expect a certain level of of wrestling excellence from takeovers. So I think if you put a Pat McAfee Adam Cole fight on a takeover it inevitably won't live up to takeover expectations but if you if you give it like a two or three week build up and you put it on nxt tv it's going to be red hot and it's going to be fun like mcafee's been training he has his own ring set up in indianapolis he's been training for a while i think he was i think uh rip rogers or someone i think was training him he he and he loves the business. That that's that is so clear. He's and, a and fan. Just listening to him. He can tell. He's a fan. He can tell he's a fan. You can tell he's got that pro wrestling mentality behind him. Even just the way he talks, he does it in his own way. But you can tell even with that little, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, in- encounter with Adam Cole, um, on NXT just 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 today. You can tell that he's got in it the way he pushed referees, the way he kind of held up his arms, the way he he was doing things. You can tell he's watched a lot of wrestling, which is a good thing. You don't want a celebrity or sports star to come in. There's nothing worse than seeing someone that clearly isn't a fan and they don't know how it works. Um, there's nothing worse than that to me. I don't mind yeah, celebrity and they, involvement. And they do that I, I like <laughs> I like I like celebrity involvement in wrestling. I understand why it's happening, um, but at least on the celebrities' part the ones that aren't afraid to kind of learn pro wrestling or are fans of pro wrestling, or at least understand it to kind of give it their all. Cause there's been a lot of celebrities that have come in and you can just tell. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't mind if you don't like, if you're not like fit, if you don't take to the ring, like a fish to water or you don't like, you're not like an absolute stunner on the mic, but you can tell when some celebs come in and obviously there's been so many throughout the history of WWE there's some that just come in and they're just they're doing it for like you know a little bit of exposure to a different audience but they don't care about what they're doing and they don't care about the fans and they don't want to be there but we've seen a lot of celebrities that have like you know gone in there and actually like mixed it up and done some really good stuff yeah like maria menounos she's she's one that's like come in and like did really well for a celebrity Maria, yeah, someone absolutely. that I remember, she wrestled at what WrestleMania tribute to the troops. I think she had like a couple of matches on Raw. Um, yeah, and she and really she never, was someone you know. that's like not too bad for a celebrity. <laughs> nah, uh, who was it? Stephen Amell when he came in yeah. briefly. You know, he and he's done even since you know since uh everybody since like Cody and them left WWE. Yeah. He's even done some stuff with uh with with, with the Bullet Club yeah. with uh you know I, I don't know where they really were I guess Ring of Honor yeah I think it you was. know he he's done a lot of wrestling stuff there's there's been a long list of celebrities and like a lot of people that you wouldn't think do love pro wrestling pro wrestling I think is still for some people a guilty pleasure I think a lot yep. of people are still a little quiet about it yep but there are more wrestling fans out there than you think I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm into the Pat McAfee, Adam Cole stuff. I think it could create something different. That If NXT is lacking anything, it's it's that kind of... It, it is wrestling 101 and there's elements of comedy in there, but there's not really elements of like pure entertainment, I don't think, yeah. in NXT. It's always been the, the wrestling purist show and sometimes yep. that is to its detriment, you know, and mm-hmm. you're not going to get the casual hook when you, I mean, obviously the wrestling is great if you're like a fan of the wrestling, but if you want the entertainment that Raw and SmackDown give you, you really don't see it, you know, in 
consistent form on NXT in spurts, sure, but not consistently. You know, it's it's not never it's never been like their mo to be the so the sports entertainment brand. But this is a little sports entertainmenty, and I think that's what you know they. I don't think that hurts. You know, I think you could still be the wrestling brand. Yeah. But still incorporate some of the great entertainment aspects that have made Raw and SmackDown the institutions that they are. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Um we are on the road to SummerSlam twenty twenty. We don't technically know. There's been lots of rumors actually where SummerSlam is happening. We've heard stuff on a beach or on a boat, or will it just be at the PC? We really don't know yet. Or somewhere up, up northeastern US. I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, because I don't understand anything about America in a uh, geography standpoint. Um, so, um, but somewhere up there. So um, who really knows where it is? However, SummerSlam's shaping up quite nicely, I would say. Um, let's talk about Drew and Randy because that's been kind of going for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll just come right out and say it. I hope Randy Orton wins at SummerSlam. Would you be on the same page as me? I don't think I'll be disappointed either way. I mean, that's a huge if Drew McIntyre retains, that's a huge when you just beat a what? I got 12, 13, 14 time world 13, champion, yeah. a sure, surefire Hall of Famer. And First still Hall of Famer. First oh yeah. And, and still one of the best to do it. Like right now on the planet. He's still one of the best. So that's a huge win. But if Orton wins, like Orton's like, it's the same thing. Orton's been doing some of the best work of his career right now. And that's, you know, how else do you award the best work of someone's career and being the best act on the roster without, you know, that that's what you get. You get championships. I wouldn't hate, to, I wouldn't hate to see it at all. I've always liked Randy Orton. You know, he's, he's, I, I've always, and I gravitate more towards him now, I think, because he's, he's one of the last, stalwarts of the era that we grew up in you know he's one of the last remaining guys from like the 2000s like a consistently there guy yeah yeah obviously you know obviously you see the guys like cena and they they come and they go kane undertaker they come and they go but you know randy orton's there every week randy orton's there every week and he's busting his ass and he's doing so well so yeah they put the belt on him i'm all for it It makes sense it's that wouldn't be just like a career achievement award it would be a you're the best in the business right now award yep I'm here for it. I, I I think this was the only route they could really go with SummerSlam. There was no one else for Drew really to go with. There was no one more worthy, I think, than Orton um, coming off of the stuff with Edge and, and everything like that. Yeah. So I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm very much here for it. Um, obviously, Asuka's fighting Bailey next week to, if she wins, she will advance to Banks at SummerSlam. I think that's the way we're going. It's pretty clear. Oscar Banks, if if all things fall aligned, that's what we're getting at SummerSlam. I'm not, uh, definitely not opposed to seeing them work again because they work very nicely together. Now, I think the question is, is that there's probably arguments as to who would win. There's arguments to Oscar because Oscar obviously is going to kind of, I, I kind of want to see her kick the shit out of both Bailey and, and Sasha, but there's also an argument to kind of go with, maybe they're just going to keep the belt on Banks for a little while now because Baszler's kind of lurking in the shadows. There's a lot of elements here. I don't really know where it's going to go. I I, I can understand that we're going to get another great match at SummerSlam between the two, but I don't know. Where do you see this going? Do you see the belt staying on Banks? Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's kind of the same thing where I'm like, I don't think I'll be, you know, too fussed either way, but I'd probably rather see them bring the belt back to Oscar. Uh, I, I, I know that, 
I don't I don't mind you know them putting all the belts on Bailey and and Sasha. It's a good story right now. They've been the two best. You know it's, it makes sense. I just don't want to see them tie them up for too long. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I so I don't yeah I don't want that to be like a long thing where they they do have all the gold. I want you know I don't think that ever really works when you just when when you do it for a long term. Short term though, I think that the image of it, the image of the two women holding four belts in the short term, I think is awesome i love the i love the, the look of it mm. and it, it really plays in you know that's it's something only a heel could do only a heel could really rock that many belts honest to god yeah you don't want to face but, doing uh, that it's just kind of overkill but it's the two woman power trip at the moment they own everything yeah but- oh yeah they're paying out paying uh paying homage to the to to, to daddy triple h and uh stone cold steve austin yeah but it's i i think Oscar, i think it's gonna be so sweet when oscar just rips through the both of them mm. And you know, and that and, and that accomplishes so much. You get the belt back on her, which opens her up to more things. You sort of keep, you know, you could you could definitely tease some tension between Bailey and Banks in there, and then you there there you go. And then yeah, yeah, you have Shayna waiting, and Nia Jax waiting, and that's just that you know, as what I think I think Nia and Sasha, I think Shayna and Sasha, they'd both be great matches. But I think yeah, I don't think it would be any worse throwing Oscar in there. We've seen Oscar have great matches with the both of them. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I think that it, but I do, I do think ultimately it's one of those things where the, you know, whatever way they go, I think they've put themselves in a good spot to where you can mm-hmm. sort of do a couple different things. Oscar and Baszler is something that's just like, oofed, oofed, like that. No, just mouth watering to me. <laughs> two eras of NXT really clashing. finally like, colliding. Like they haven't like, touched. They haven't. They really have not. Uh, they haven't had a one-on-one encounter, have they? I don't think they've had any kind of match together. Damn. They've never been in the same match. I don't believe in any capacity. I could be wrong, but from my understanding, they've was never I, touched. Was Austin in the elimination chamber or no? Oh, that's the okay. They've touched there. Baszler, but and that Oscar was very touched. brief. Obviously, that was yeah, it wasn't in service of a larger it's like a story. Teaser. It's like yeah, yeah, that's the only time then. They have, and I guess seeds planted. They're just two brutal fighters, you know. Could you imagine how stiff that match would be? And I mean that in a good way. I'd be hurt. I'd be hurting just watching. You have the 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 buzzsaw style of Oscar, the kicks, the strikes, and the cage fighter style, the submissions of Shayna Baszler. Two styles I really. I know Shayna Baszler isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I've I've loved watching her work. I love watching Shayna talk. Dude, she's oh, a yeah. great talker, and people don't talk about her promos enough. They're really good. Oh yeah, I think she's true. I think she's very. She's in in such a short. Sp- Obviously, we look at Ronda as someone who's excelled in such a short span of time. Shayna hasn't been in the business that long herself, no. and she came in from day one. She got she got into that May Young Classic, rode right to the championship. Didn't win, but rode right to the championship. Showed up on NXT. And just lay waste to everybody. Held that belt forever, and now she's here. And like, it's only a matter of time before she gets her hands on on Raw or SmackDown Women's Gold, whatever, whatever happens. But yeah. yeah, you can't keep her out of the scene for long. No, and then you've got the element of who will Bailey work with at SummerSlam? Because you would imagine Bailey would defend. I guess the obvious answer is Naomi. However. I have, I feel like that's, you're backing yourself into a corner there because I don't think Naomi will dethrone Bailey. And then you have everyone kind of on that bandwagon of Naomi. 
Um, I just feel like that'll be a little sour. So I don't think that'd be the most, the smartest thing to do, to be completely honest. But then who else really does Bailey have to work with? She's kind of worked with everybody that is. I think she does. I think she's worked with everybody on SmackDown. Maybe that, maybe there's an, like a Dana Brooke we haven't really seen, but then do you really want to see that? She's worked with Tamina. She's worked with Nikki Cross. She's worked with Alexa Bliss, who we'll talk about in a minute. She's worked with, um, uh, She's worked with Naomi. She's worked with Carmella. She's kind of, to be honest, yeah, run through I that division. I wouldn't mind seeing Bailey Carmella. Um, and yeah, I know we've gotten pretty much everything though, and that's a testament. You know, she's been champion for so long, and they've. You can't say they haven't given people chances because all those women you just listed Lacey, about title matches. The list goes on. Like she's worked with everybody. I know Naomi is the obvious choice, but I just don't think it's the smartest thing to do. If Naomi's not going to win, I don't think she should be in the title picture because people will just kind of shit on it if she doesn't win. That's how yeah, I see it. And you could you could you could sit on her for a minute. You could cool. You can you know you could you could have her waiting, waiting, waiting. And then whenever you know, if, if we do get the blow up between Sasha and Bailey, and the belt changes there, then you have Naomi waiting as the number one contender right off the bat. You know. Yep. So that's how I see that. Then you've got the women's tag team championships. They were teased on Raw this week that they will also be defending them at SummerSlam. I guess the only way to go would be Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Love it. Not mad Freaky. at that. Not mad Love at that. I was, Get I was, I was a big Riot Squad guy, especially oh, when, too. when they, when they, when they started on SmackDown, really, you know, just sort of were turning their wheels in the, in the sand, got moved to Raw, and then I thought they really just burst onto the scene. I thought they did a lot. I thought they could have been way beyond. You know, Way yeah, I, I thought they could have been dark horses to win that first chamber. Well, not the first chamber match, but the chamber match for the women's tag titles. Yeah. They, I, I had them thinking, you know, thinking as a dark horse maybe, but it's cool to see them back together. Obviously, we don't have Sarah Logan now, right now, but uh, Liv and Ruby, and they've undergone such, you know, Liv in particular under uh, such a career metamorphosis since the Riot Squad last road together you know obviously ruby missed a lot of time with injury and ruby's been someone i think we've all had earmarked for greatness for a while now i know i have i have i love Everyone ruby Ryan. i think she's so me good too. me too she's a really 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 solid performer um uh, but i i think that would be the way to go there if you're going to have the women's tag team championships defended at SummerSlam, would be ruby and live so We'll see how that all plays out. I did mention Alexa Bliss before. It would be silly not to talk about what happened at the end of SmackDown. Something that actually shocked us. And a really good episode of SmackDown last week I would just put out there. Um, but something that actually grasped people's attention. Had people leaving on a cliffhanger and actually wondering what's going to happen next. And actually seeing The Fiend do the mandible claw on Bliss is something too. A really cool little ending to, to SmackDown after Nikki kind of pushed... Bliss away and then teasing something to come to an end of that. But um, does the involvement of Alexa Bliss getting attacked by The Fiend, uh, does that add a level of excitement that's kind of, I feel at least, maybe it's just because I'm not a fan of Braun Strowman, but 
a level of excitement to that feud that was missing. Does that add that, or do you still not really care that? I much? mean, Bliss is a bigger star than Braun Strowman. I think Bliss Whoa. brings. I, Bliss is probably a bigger star than Bray Wyatt. In all honesty, I, I think. Jeez, yeah, that's a hot take. I, I think Bliss just oozes star power in a way that I, obviously the Fiend is great and the Fiend's been great, but I, I think Alexa Bliss is like a draw. I think Alexa, Alexa Bliss is someone you want to pay attention to. And this is the last thing I expected. I, I honestly figured when she showed up at the Swamp Fight, it was just going to be like a little cameo, sort of a little tongue-in-cheek nod to you know Braun and Bliss teaming up in the Mixed Match Challenge. And I didn't like it because I thought that's what they were going to do. That's all it was going to be. And I didn't think it made much sense. But if they're going to come back to it and they're going to bring Bliss into the story and tell another chapter, turn the page, so to speak, then I'm, yeah, I, that definitely has my attention. I don't know where they're going to go with it. Maybe they, you know, they could bungle it. They could. It's possible. But, you know, I'm definitely intrigued more so than I was probably this whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm honest. Me together. too. Cool ending like too, it. by the way. The visual of it, the sell of it, everything kind yeah. of happening. And being like, is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? And then him doing it to kind of – let SmackDown roll off into the sunset for that week. I, I, I liked it. I really did like that, it. That, that's the best use of the Fiend. When you see the Fiend, you know, attack someone for the first time, it's always crazy. When he pops up somewhere unexpected, like when he popped up behind Cena on that SmackDown before mm. Mania, that mm. was crazy. When he popped up uh, for the first time ever against Finn Bauer, that was crazy. And you, but yeah, you see him. You see him do the same things with the same people. Like he's been in the feud with Strowman. He's done a bunch of different things with Braun Strowman now, and it gets old. You know, it's not. It doesn't yep. hit the same. So to see, you know, you see something genuinely surprising again, like the Fiend coming out and hitting the mandible claw on Alexa Bliss, and something we haven't seen. Something you know, we haven't seen him attack a woman. We haven't seen. We haven't seen Bliss involved with this story outside of that little cameo in the Swamp Fight. So now this is a real story. It's not just a little tongue-in-cheek wink-wink thing to the people who watch the Mixed Match Challenge. It's a real thing now. And now there's like, it's where did they go? You know, where does she play into? I'm, I'm assuming there's there's going to be another match between the two. And I, you know, in, she's going to be involved somehow. It would be foolish not to at this point. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what, does, does she help Ron? Does she help Bray? Does she help, you know, does she do something completely different? Who knows? She is the story right now. Yeah, it's just more going to prove our point, or everyone's point, that the women are the main stars of WWE, and for good reason. Um, they add more intrigue than a lot of the, well, a lot of the people wish they could, so that's a good thing. Um, let's focus for the next however long to kind of round out this episode, I guess, because we'll probably focus on it a little, for a little while, is Raw Underground. Um, let's just take us through this little journey. I, I Obviously, I woke up before Raw started, and there was a lot of talk of this new faction, and there was this lot of talk of uh, this kind of Shane McMahon announcement happening on Raw. There was a lot of talk about that. WWE released something to say, like, Shane McMahon's going to be here. We don't know why. And throughout Raw, they had this bodyguard at, at this this closed room, and then they had all this stuff going on. And then Shane McMahon said, Raw Underground is coming to Raw at the top of the third hour. Um, and it's this kind of grungy shoot fight thing. Well, not really a shoot fight, but proclaimed as a shoot fight thing at the PC with just a bunch of people fighting one another. And Shane McMahon is in charge. Um, mixed, uh, mixed reactions would be a way to go because not everyone's going to love it. Not everyone's going to hate it. It's not going to be for everybody. It's not going to be 
not. But I think the general consensus is that we're not hating this because WWE is trying something different. There is a lot of problems with it. Frequent camera cuts is one of it because it takes away that appeal of like this underground, you shouldn't know about it kind of deal. Um, but I definitely didn't hate it. I think there's room to grow and I think it's a cool idea that they could expand. Um, I know that you're not a frequent viewer, viewer of Raw every single week, but I'm sure you've seen lots of stuff about Raw Underground. What's yeah. your initial kind of reaction to it? So, yeah, I, I'm 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 definitely in the boat of I want to see more. I don't want to, you know, base an entire uh, opinion off of the one show. Uh, and I mix a mixed bag also, I think really sums it up because I think it, I think new is, is good. I think something different is good. I love Shane McMahon. I'm glad he's back on TV. Use him in some capacity when you can. Gotta love it. And I, and I like that, you know, you see guys sort of being, you know, like you, you, Dolph Ziggler was down there, uh, Row or like, I don't call him Row anymore. What's his name now? Eric, Eric. from the Viking Raiders uh, was down there. You see it, and that, that huge guy whose name escapes me right now. He's not, you know, he's new, but uh, God, I, I forget his name. Big guy, and it's it's cool. It's gritty. It's new. It's different. I think the only thing that I kind of misses with me is I don't really like when they try to make wrestling seem like shooty. You know, I, I don't, yeah, I get that. I don't, I'm not like someone who like, like I, I think they're, I think they're operating, at, they're aiming at the crowd because there's definitely a lot. If you have the Venn diagram of MMA fans and WWE fans or wrestling fans in general, there's definitely a big overlap for sure. They're both, they're combat sports, obviously mm -hmm. different, but like, you know, same sort of style. Uh, but I'm, I'm a person who does not like MMA. I do not watch UFC or any of that because I personally think think that watching two dudes really fight each other is boring as shit i i think <laughs> yeah, nine times out of ten ufc fights are boring you obviously are going to get a great one every now and again but like you know yeah and part of that is because you don't you genuinely you can't control what they're doing they just go in there and they, they fight each other if they don't hit each other for five minutes that's because they're trying not to get hit themselves wrestling is different because everything is you know well for the most part, you know, you, you script things out. Obviously, matches are called on the fly, but everything is sort of, you know, scripted and choreographed and you have things planned out. And as a result, you can make it look really awesome. I think wrestling matches are so much better looking than UFC fights. So I don't want to see them do the sort of UFC fight style thing down there. If they're do but I, I like the grittiness. I like the, the underground feel. I think you could still do like wrestling and like make it look kind of like stiffer, but not like necessarily UFC style shoot style. If that makes sense. I'm yeah, not no, like, yeah. It, it's it's weird is it's it's a weird in between that they're trying to go with. Um I'm like you though. I want to see more. I can't really base too much of an opinion on it because we've only seen it for what maybe 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. But yeah, and, and, I'm at least intrigued. And again, none of us are hating on WWE for trying something different. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's out of the box. And I, and I think if, if you're operating solely from a rating standpoint, like you want to get viewership, I'm pretty sure viewership was up for the third, at least that third hour. I'm pretty sure we got, they got viewers. So you can't, you can't knock them for it. Obviously you're going to have the people shitting on it. Cause it's, it's, it's a little sick. It's a little silly, I guess, but wrestling is silly inherently. So I don't yeah, think you can take that route. And um, I, I think, yeah, I think you're, and I also think you bring in guys and 
you let them do sort of you know, different things. Like you had that the, the hurt business was down there, and you have. You know, By you the know, way, said, sorry to chime in, but that's a great name for a stable. That really is a great name for, it. and that's a great looking. That's just a great stable, honestly. Like just guys that you know, really like badass dudes. MVP Shelton, Lashley, two dudes that will just beat the shit out of you. And that and that makes sense because that's what this is all about. You, you know, you're beating the shit out of people. And I'm interested to see who else journeys to Raw Underground. I think it could I think it could exist as like a weird little alternate world down there. Kind of like my what I envisioned the and this is def, this is a much different thing. But when they first unveiled the 24-7 championship, I didn't envision it as its like own division necessarily. I envisioned it as like something where like people would just sort of dip in and out. Like I honestly thought we might see like fringe main eventers and stuff just sort of get involved, maybe even like on an accident in the 24-7 title run. Didn't really happen, but I think we're going to see guys like that are big names that are just going to show up every now and again, not like be central parts of it. You're going to have guys that like their focus is underground, but God, could you imagine if like Lesnar shows up? Could you imagine if like uh, yeah. you know, a Drew McIntyre shows up to WWE or to Raw Underground? Like Matt Riddle. I, I saw someone say like, what if we got Lesnar and Riddle? in the underground and i was like i'll literally explode yeah i would like to see i mean i i'm on the same i'm i'm with you i think not everyone's going to be a central part of it but they're just going to kind of pop in like ziggler and like stuff like that um i uh yeah i, I i'm here for it though at this stage yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things. I tweeted this, that it's going to get a lot of attention for like three to four months. And then it's going to become non-existent after that. <laughs> it's not long term. Yeah, I mean, this thing. I don't that's think the, that's the thing is it doesn't have to be long term. No. And you know, WWE, not necessarily always the best at doing long term stuff. But if you want an example of, of, of some long term storytelling they're doing, we'll just go back to McAfee and Cole because those two have been busting each other's chops for years now. If you watch the the watch alongs and the pre shows, they hate each other. Or at least they, they play it up on TV like they hate each other. So don't say WWE can't tell a long term story because they lay the seeds, they lay the groundwork. You don't know you don't know it, but it's there. So I wouldn't be surprised that this, you know, this this we're looking at raw underground. Not necessarily in the same light, but I, I think we'll be talking about it in some capacity for a while. You know, it, it might be the start of something new, something completely new. Yeah, who who really knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it will pop off. Who 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 really knows? But again, I'm I'm definitely interested in WWE trying something new that isn't like just completely stupid. <laughs> like they're actually they're actually just trying something different, trying to make raw. Uh, what would be the word? A little more raw, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I remember when uh, remember when they were kind of making like the third hour of Raw a little different, like with like, some sort of different camera work, different lighting. Yeah. yeah, that was like, kind of fun. Remember when? Remember this is just, this is kind of unrelated, but remember when the first Raw of like the Heyman regime, quote unquote, where you had Strowman and Lashley and they drove each other through the through the bar- no through yeah. the the lighting board. Yeah. And you had Corey Graves like dropping the, the holy shit, and it seemed different, you know. And then that I think more edgy. Maybe. Yeah, I, I I think you could be a little edgy without being like attitude era vulgar. Yeah, I, I definitely think you could inject a little bit of like pizzazz into the product. Ah, I call it the product. I hate myself. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> into into the shell. I think you could. I think you could make it a little more. You know, a little little hipper. 
without being like over the top with it. Cause I don't think we want the attitude era back. I think wrestling is honestly in a better place now. Obviously you don't have the same star level guys as you did back then, but I think that wrestling is in a better spot right now. I think they're relying on better things to get over with the crowd. Yeah. So instead of um, just saying, um, you know, cool hip words and, and, and trying to shock people, just shock people in the sense of like, Ooh, we said this, or we did this, or we're a little risque. Um, which yeah, you know, wrestling's always going to have in a little sense, I think, though. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, it, it always will. Every time someone says the word "bitch," you're going to get a pop. That's oh, yeah. never going to change. I pop for it because <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm. I guess I'm just an idiot that's just like, oh my god, he said "bitch." <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just here for god, it. That's a bad word, and he said it, or she said it, or whoever said it. They, they said a bad word. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think um, a little bit of edge is a little bit of edge can't hurt, and I miss Edge. I wish he was back, but you know, he's he's recovering. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I'm again just I'm excited for certain things. I'm excited for SummerSlam. SummerSlam should be well. It's shaping up to be a fairly good show. We're just a couple of weeks out from SummerSlam. Um, I, I'm yeah, I'm intrigued with some things that are happening. Um, yeah, one, one more. One more thing I want to talk about. I know this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. Um, one more thing I want to talk about is Sonya and Mandy. Now, the only reason I want to do this because we had a little bit of like a, a dip with their story. They kind of were both off television for a little while. I'm assuming something to do with probably COVID. Rela- I'm not saying they had COVID, just COVID related things. Maybe they didn't want to be at TV. Maybe they elected not to. I don't really know. But this week we've seen them back and... Sonya Deville cut Mandy Rose's hair. Now, a lot of people have speculated that maybe we're going to get hair versus hair at SummerSlam um, and one of them is going to lose their hair. Now, first and foremost, the Mandy and Sonya story has been really good. Again, it took a dip, but I I think it just, I, I think they picked up in a nice fashion. Hair versus hair. Is that something that's realistic to you with the two ladies involved? I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish they would do something like hardcore. Uh, I wish there would be, you know, throw them in a street fight, throw them in a, yeah, some sort of match like that. I, I'm not like a big hair, like you know, big hair versus hair, mask versus mask, uh, lucha de apuestas as it's called in Mexico. I'm not a big fan of that sort of style unless it's like, unless it's like a, just something crazy, you know. I I I think it's worked before, I, and I think it'll probably work again. Honestly, I'm not saying that it's not gonna work. It's just not like my my forte. I've seen good. I've seen good hair. But I also think like for a, a hair versus hair match to work, someone has to have like legendary hair. I that think the, I think the like, thing is with this is that Sonya wants to make Mandy Rose as ugly on the inside, as yeah. ugly on the but outside it, as she is on the inside. So in maybe that, taking in away- that regard, it that actually does make a lot of sense. It does make total sense. So I can't knock it. I just I'm not like super looking forward to it i think they i think they can have just a, re- a really good match though you know like if you hey yeah. if they have like a really great match and then one of them gets their haircut i'm fine with it i don't care let's I, be I honest though i just like couldn't see i could not see mandy rose <laughs> losing <laughs> i just i just couldn't see it sonya would be the one to lose i think <laughs> yeah probably I, I don't think they're gonna take mandy rose's hair from her um Maybe Who knows? Yeah, maybe Mandy me. Rose pitched this as well. She seemed to pitch this whole story, she said, with Otis and the eventual story with Sonya. So maybe Mandy Rose said, hey, I want to be on SummerSlam. 
I'll shave my head. I don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very reminiscent of what I, I know. And I, I know this is some. I know you love uh, Molly Holly. Yes, yeah, she uh, same thing. What a queen. That's what I was gonna say. She wanted them to get. She wanted the women to get some attention and some On love. WrestleMania. They wanted to be. They wanted to have the women's title defended at Mania. Molly yeah. So and, that, and that's what that's it sucks that that's what what they had to do. But yeah, I mean, it shows you love the business. It shows you it love. Say, yeah, it's dedication to the business, and I think Mandy is someone that a lot of times unfairly gets like perceived as someone who doesn't quite love the business because she's, you know, she's objectively a very, very beautiful woman, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people just don't look at her as like a wrestler. You know, they look at her as a model. I, I think because mm-hmm. you know, or some of us are still stuck in that mindset. So I, I think that. It's. I think you know. She, I. I could definitely see her wanting to go above and beyond to prove how much she loves this. And I. I. I, I damn. I. I think. It, I think it's become pretty clear to me over the last couple of months how much she loves this business. But you know, if she wants to, she wants to prove it. She wants to do this. Go for it. You know. Anything. I agree. I, you know. I mean, I, well, I I'm a Mandy Rose fan. I like Mandy Rose. Right I've always. Yeah, I'm, I've always. I'm a, a Deville fan. You know. I, yeah, I'm a fan of both of them, so I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all and I, for and it. I, and I, I will echo what you said. This feud has been really, really – at one point, probably the best thing going in the WWE. Obviously, like you said, it dipped, and that's probably not their fault. That's probably a health thing or, you know, that's probably precautionary. It's not like they just, you know, stop being – you know, I'm sure that there was a reason for them, you know, not being on TV as much. But you pick it back up, and it, it's still like it is still one of the best feuds in the business, or at least in the WWE right now. I, I, I'd, I'd stake that claim. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm, 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 I am what I'm. If we, if we do get that, or if we get, obviously we're gonna get another match out of the two. But if we do get that, at least it's something different that's different from anything else that's going on right now. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, other than that, there's, there's not really too much more to talk about with SummerSlam because they haven't really announced a lot. We can just kind of assume what we're getting, but um, I'm oh, excited. Oh, um, aren't we getting, well, first off, I wanted to say this uh, a minute ago. Uh, maybe they'll do an eye for an eye match. <laughs> and then that led me to what oh, I was yeah. going to also Dominic. say, uh, aren't we getting Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio? Yeah, I forgot about that. My bad. That's on me. Of course. That's probably what I'm most excited about to be completely honest, because 15 years later, when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had a ladder match at SummerSlam for the custody of one Dominic, he is now wrestling Seth Rollins, who, by the way, we, we've said this a lot. We don't need to drain on about this, but Seth is one of the best. Um, that's going to get Dominic to a really good match. And I don't think people are like, don't sleep on this match at all. It's going to be a lot of fun, Dominic and, and Seth. Oh, yeah, I can I mean... see it being a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, on one hand, yeah, you have Seth, who's a guy that works so well with just about everybody and can get a good get a good match out of everybody. On the other hand, you have Dominic Mysterio, who presumably has been trained by his father in some capacity, yeah, as well as others. But like, he's training. He's he's not like just some. He's not just like a random person they plucked off the street because of his last name. He's a wrestler in training. Yeah. And then everything we've seen, obviously we've only seen him in the ring in very, very small amounts. Not really wrestling, but yeah, he's hit the 619 a bunch of times. Looks good. Hit a couple, hit a frog splash on Brock Lesnar at at whatever pay-per-view they fought at. Uh, Was that Survivor Series, Lesnar and Mysterio? Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good match, by the way. Just saying. But it was. Yeah, you know, we, we 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 saw a lot. We so we've seen Dominic go, and yeah, they're gonna have a good match. And I I just like I'm, I'm like fantasy. I'm like fantasy booking this in my mind. Uh, like you know, you had you had the custody of Dominic ladder match 15 years ago. Great match. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Obviously, a wild story behind it, but a great match. They should just do a custody of Rey Mysterio's eye ladder match. <laughs> Where the just fuck is Vicky? Of, uh... um, <laughs> um, it's. I'm excited for that. That whole program has been fucking crazy, but it, it's been. I've enjoyed it as wacky as it's been. Oh, yeah. I've really Look, enjoyed it. This was like a, a a test for me. Like yeah, you, know, you put Rey Mysterio in something. He's my favorite of all time. Yeah, how ridiculous can you make it? Like, wh- how ridiculous is too ridiculous for me? And it, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't even know if we've peaked yet. Who really freaking knows what's oh, going on with I'm, that story? I'm, like, is Ray going to come? I, I mean, I know that they've been they've been providing updates on like the on WWE's Twitter that like his 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 optic nerve or whatever didn't come undone or something. I so he's going to really have know. his eye basically. That's just their cop out of being like, it's okay, right? It's going to have two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what if he came back as a blind wrestler? Cause like, obviously, oh you know, he had the, the eye injury to his first, the first time around he put him in the steps. Then the second yeah. time, what if he came back as blind, but like was still really good at wrestling. There's so many crazy things. They God. Oh my God. You're opening up something else. Who knows though? I'm excited for it all. I really am. So um, we're excited for SummerSlam for the most part. And we're excited for stuff that's happening with NXT um, and everything else going on in wrestling at the moment. It's, it's, it's been a year, but we've also had some cool stuff. So um, that will kind of wrap things up for this week's episode of Wrestling Reverb. We'll be, of course, back next Friday with more probably SummerSlam chat because we'll probably know more about it next week. Um, also next week, me and Kevin are going to run down through some of our favorite SummerSlam moments because SummerSlam has been going through for a long time. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like Eddie and Ray that we could talk about, Kevin, to go through and, and go back over some SummerSlam. So that's coming next week. Um, other than that, we will continue to be all over Twitter. Well, I will. Kevin will tweet. Maybe Kevin will find out how to play Fall Guys. Who knows? Look at that. Me taking it full circle. Look at that. What an exceptional host move there. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, only you, man. Only you could pull that off. (laughs) Uh, Who knows? So an update. Um, Maybe Kevin will will somehow get four guys in the next week. Who knows? Maybe Kevin will love it. He will look at all all these articles so much and see it all over Twitter that he he has FOMO and he doesn't want to miss out. I've already got FOMO. I'll tell you right now. I'm probably not gonna. I'm not gonna get a PlayStation for the <laughs> purpose of playing this game, but I am a little jealous right now. Like people seem to be having the time of their goddamn lives playing this game. Trust me. Trust me. As soon as I'm done recording, you know I'm gonna get back on this game and play it all afternoon. Uh, Xbox so, never has exclusive. Like PlayStation has like PlayStation rolls out Spider Man and Last of Us. <laughs> like we, Xbox doesn't <laughs> <I wish> they... <laughs> um so I could, hey. like i could play a game and be like oh josh you can't play this game you're a playstation boy <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a proud playstation boy so haha blue all the way over over to green that evil green <laughs> uh, uh, so green is my favorite color too but 
not oh, well, on the next one. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the color green. We really like you. See, I mean, after 103 episodes of this show and the countless other shows that I do, you'd think I'd have an outro all kind of down packed by now, but it's the one thing I, I'm just real shit at. I think it's become sort of like the, the thing. I, th- I think your your outro is not having an outro. <laughs> it's just like ending. It's being like, well, bye. Like, it's just like, we're going to talk about the color green. Like, what the, f- how does that even come up? Like, I just don't understand. But um, I guess until next week, if you're not listening to anything else or not watching my Twitch streams or anything like that, um, enjoy your week and we will see you next Friday on more wrestling. Bye. Look.